Welcome back to the QEH podcast, the place to find out more about the school and to connect with staff, pupils and parents at a deeper level. Each week we'll be interviewing people within the QEH community, asking them questions and spending time understanding them and understanding more about the school. In this episode, we're speaking to Paul and Julia from the school's sports department. We're going to hear all about the approach the school takes when it comes to sport, how sport has changed at schools over the years, and all about the school sports day. What's not to like about this episode? So join us now as we explore the world of sport at QEH through the eyes of Paul and Julia. Paul and Julia, thank you for being here on the QEH podcast and very much a welcome to you. How are you both today? We're all good, thank you very much. It's been, uh, the sun is shining, therefore it's a good sports day. Uh, hasn't been like that for most of the summer term. What May was pretty, uh, pretty gross, so at least we can get outside today and uh, play a bit of sport with a bit of luck. And for someone who's a director of sport, then clearly the weather is a good thing. Julia, how's your day looking today? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, looking forward to getting up to sunny Valen this afternoon um, to have an afternoon with the girls for practicing sports day. Um, so really looking forward to that. Um, this morning has been quite busy running around um, trying to make sure everything is set and ready for mm. Sports Day actually on Saturday. Mm. OK, so that's going to be really good. But we're going to be looking at school life through your eyes, through the eyes of people who are involved in sports um, at the school. But I wonder if each of you could just tell me a little bit about your own education. So where you went to school and what your own experience was like of education. Okay, yeah, I was educated down in, in Devon, a place called Tiverton Grammar School, which is now Tiverton School Amalgamated. So I was very lucky. We played a lot of lot of rugby and sport at school. And uh, in fact, quite, obviously I'm getting on a bit now, but quite a lot of the guys I played with at school are still my good mates now. So uh, sort of sport binds people together, doesn't it? So uh, funny enough, we've just chatted to a couple of schoolmates at the weekend and we were, we were at school 40 years ago together. So it's quite nice that sport does that. Wow, that's pretty impressive, Paul. You're, you're giving away your age now, of course. Well, exactly, yeah, yeah. And what did you do after you left school? So, obviously, uh, I worked for a little bit there, went to uni, went, into, went up to London, predominantly for rugby reasons, really, because I wanted to push on with the rugby, and then ended up teaching in London for a bit, and then came back down to sunny West Country. And, uh, yeah, I've been here for 24 years, so certainly worse places to work, that's for sure. Yeah, very good, very good. Julia, how about you? Where did you go to school, and what was your experience like? Uh, I was um, brought up in South Wales in Newport and I went to school in um, a school called Baisleigh, um, at the time comprehensive school, it's now just Baisleigh School, very sporty school, um, quite a lot of international um, rugby stars come from there, um, ex-captain, Wales captain Ryan Jones Okay. and um, yeah it's quite interesting so I was brought up alongside him, I actually played for um, Wales in netball Wow. Um, through my uh, education time at Baisleigh. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a busy time. Um, they really grew my love of sport, which enabled me to go on and represent Wales at netball mm-hmm. and just trying to follow on from the boys, really, with mm. what they were doing in rugby. So you're a Welsh girl at heart then, are you? Yes, I am. I still live there now. <laughs> so I travel over um, to QEH um, to teach. But yeah, my roots are in Wales um, and it keeps me busy. I'm still playing netball, but not obviously at a high level, a bit too old now. Um <laughs> I actually also stayed there for university and um, I went to Cardiff Map, which was at my time, um, UEC, the big sporting university in Wales. And again, mainly to stay and play netball for Wales, because pretty much if you went to Cardiff Map, you carried on your career in Welsh netball. No, right. OK. 
netball's clearly a big part of your life as well. This is good to hear, Julia. Yeah, slowing down a bit now, but uh, still still keeps me busy. Mm, mm, no, rightly so. Okay, I wonder whether each of you then could just tell me about the different roles that you have in the department at QEH. So I'm, I'm Director of Sport, so I've been doing that role for, obviously, for you know, over 20 years. So I, initially, before the girls, it was just organising basically the boys' sport. So obviously, whether that's fixtures and everything else, you know, cooperating with other schools. So my role at the moment, obviously, is coordinating the whole thing between the heads of sports, et cetera, et cetera, uh, just to make things all ticking along and, and making it work, whether it's transport or catering or, you know, kits and everything else. That's that's my role, really. So I sort of oversee the whole thing and uh, trying to get as many pupils involved as, as, as much as we can, really. And is this a role you've you've always been doing since you joined the school, Paul? I have, yeah. I, my, my role has been the same for over 20 years, really. Um, <laughs> So it's been, yeah, so it's, which is, and I enjoy it. I love it. It's been part of my life. And I, I particularly enjoy the Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday fixtures have been a big thing for me for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, if it gets rained off or cancelled, I'm quite lost on a Saturday. My wife always moans at me because <laughs> I'm at home probably. That's why I love it. But, you know, I, it, you, you get ingrained to doing it. And I, I, I really, I've really enjoyed the Saturday sport in all the time I've been here, whether it's rugby, football, cricket or whatever, really. And what is it about sport at the weekend that you particularly enjoy then? I think I, I think it's the build-up to the whole thing. I think it's just seeing everyone getting involved, the, the enjoyment that people's get out of it. I'm not I'm not a win at all cost person. Doesn't bother me too much whether you know I don't go home and cry if we lose. I, I took the first team for 20 years, and you take it a little bit more personally with maybe the senior teams uh, because you you work hard with the boys, and when you lose, you know for a little while you're a bit disappointed. But now you know I, I maybe a bit more holistic in my older age. I'm just enjoying the pupils, enjoying it. You know, we're not a win at all cost school. We're not, we're not all about wins and everything else. And I'm, I'm more enjoyed lots of pupils from both schools taking part and having a good day. You know, that's what, that's what I enjoy. But some schools tend to pride themselves. I'm not mentioning any schools at all, but some schools do tend to pride themselves on their sporting achievements uh, in terms of their wins. Do you think that's a dangerous path for a school to take? I think so. But once you go down that route of, all you want to be is the school that wins all the time. I think here, yeah, it's a tricky, a tricky path to go down. I think any school which bases itself on that is a bit naive. You know, there, mm. there are more pupils than the top than the A team in your school, aren't there? And if, if all your energy goes towards the A team, there are a lot of pupils that aren't getting much much of a shout, to be honest. Mm. I think it's a, mm. a dangerous line to go down when the pressure then is on the results, and mm. then the staff are under pressure to get results on a Saturday and that affects everything that happens. And then we get, you know, interesting refereeing, shall we say, and all those sorts of things which happen because mm. people are under pressure to get that, that W, you know, some mm. schools are all about the W, but I think I like, I like to think that QH has not been about that. Yes, of course we want to win and the boys want to win, but it's not mm-hmm. the be all and end all. That's for sure. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think it's a very tricky line to go down. Julia, tell me a little bit about what, what it is that you do in the school then. Uh, so I head up girls' games, um, very much um, delivering on um, hockey and netball and some rounders and tennis in the summer. Um, I have been in post, this is my fourth year, we've had four lots of girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been a good transition and um, started off quite quiet, but has got a lot busier. The main focus for the girls, just like the boys, is um, getting as many people as or pupils as we can. Um, involved in sport and you know I always say to the girls coming in in sixth form if you want to play hockey or netball there is a place for you on a team so we're very you know make sure that everybody can get involved 
Um, fixtures, we don't have as many fixtures as the boys, but it is increasing. Mm-hmm. We play quite a lot Thursday afternoons, some Saturday mornings. This year in particular, with COVID, we've done a lot of Saturday sports mm-hmm. um, yeah. and house events, which has been great. Um, but we were lucky enough, once we come back after Easter, to have quite a few hockey fixtures um, put in. Um, I decided that if other schools were um, wanting to play us at either hockey or netball, then you know we'd go for it. And the girls have managed to have some, you know, good matches of uh, hockey considering mm-hmm. they've been training all season mm. and a few matches at netball which has been great so just get them active really and get them involved and make them feel a part of the school and is it quite tough to uh, for for some of the girls to be active i'm just thinking about uh, teenage girls and sometimes uh, sometimes they're properly into sport which is a really good thing but sometimes i imagine if they're left to their own devices then they wouldn't naturally choose to get involved in sport how do you how do you find that in the school yeah it- it is challenging. Um, some of the girls that come here haven't necessarily had much um, sporting experience at previous schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you, you know, encourage them and you give them an opportunity, you really find that they really enjoy getting involved. Quite a lot of the comments um, from the girls I have that it's so different from their old school because they're encouraged to take part, be a part of the team. And, you know, there's that opportunity as well, which they've not necessarily had at their previous school. Mm. So um, we have a lot of positive comments on that. Um, you do get girls who aren't interested in playing team sport, but we try our best to accommodate other activities um, where we can in a COVID-free um, education environment. It's been a bit tricky this year, um, but generally all the girls really enjoy what they do um, and we try and make it as varied as we can with the numbers that we have. And just as I said, encourage participation. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we we strive to achieve. And one of the things that Paul was saying is that the school isn't a, a win at all costs. I think that was that was Paul's phrase. Um, now, of course, not that we're looking to promote the concept of losing, but what do you think girls uh, at the school are able to take away in a positive way from the times when they might not win at something? Uh, definitely only having girls for two years in sixth form is a challenge, especially when you're trying to develop teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we... We have suffered quite a few losses. Um, However, the feedback from the girls is that they just really enjoy getting out there and being part of the team, Um, you know, ensuring that their teamwork is building and they build as a team and they show that they are improving. Mm. Um, You know, they really enjoy seeing how they start the season to how they finish and how much they've improved and come together as a team. They always know, you know, they are a very tight um, group of girls and really want to succeed and drive sport forward at QEH. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's very much the being a part of the team and all the social events with the girls they really enjoy as well mm-hmm. that they do, the captains are in charge of, which they really enjoy. And then how does it feel for them um, that you can see, whether boys or girls, question for both of you, uh, for those times where they do win then? They are ecstatic, the girls, especially from where they've come from. Um, They're facing um, other schools that have been together since year seven. Um, You know, five years of being together, working together, um, and then facing them in terms of just started in year 12 or have been there a year. Obviously, the team changes every year. It's not a solid set team. Um, for either hockey or netball so they are ecstatic when they win and um, they really celebrate um, as a group after matches. The boys enjoy winning as well which is great you know it's the important thing what's been interesting this year as we were talking about the Covid thing obviously the fixes we have had because we haven't had spectators 
I think the boys have been less pressured. Um, okay. you know, there hasn't been that pressure from the sideline, oh, we've got to win type thing. And and that applies to all the teams we've had, whether it's cricket or whatever. I think they've even enjoyed playing rather than the pressure that sometimes goes on the sideline of their parents, you know, do this, do that, all that sort of stuff. So it's been, I think, quite enlightening, really. And I think quite a few other schools we've had this conversation, how nice it's been that people just enjoy playing rather than the pressure of, you know, parents saying, why don't you do this, what, you know, got to do this, got to do that. So it's, it's been good in that respect. It's really encouraging to hear because, you know, clearly in the last 12, 15 months, we've heard a lot of negative coming from this whole world of COVID. But when you get these pockets yeah. of goodness coming, you know, a, a positive outcome from something like COVID, it's really good to hear. Um, and clearly, you know, COVID has had an impact on how things have been over the last 12 months, but uh, and still very much in, in this season. But looking ahead to the next season, how are you seeing changes to come around in the world of sport at QEH? It'll be interesting. Obviously, our first term is normally rugby. So we're, mm-hmm. we're anticipating, you know, we've got a full rugby block season organised. And we're all fingers crossed that we get through this third mm-hmm. blip, if you like, of COVID and we get back to normal. Obviously, if it doesn't, we'll adapt like we've always done, like last year. So we'll play touch rugby. We'll open things up. If we can't play other schools, we'll open up the Saturdays and get as many people involved as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, yeah. Our first plan A is obviously fixes as normal, but we might be like last year, down to plan C, D and E by the time we get three, four <laughs> yeah. weeks in the term. Um, we, and we just have to adapt, which we've done. The staff are great at adapting. The pupils mm-hmm. have been great at turning up and getting involved. The parents have enjoyed it. Um, they've been very disappointed they haven't been able to watch the parents because mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. of the parents do like watching. Um, but yeah, I think we just have to... And, and what's been useful as well, I think schools have been much better through this COVID period of cooperating together. There's mm. much more chat between schools to make things work rather than always being, you know, separate entities and competitors, etc. I think we've we've all opened up and worked well together to, to benefit all the pupils. Julia, how about netball and hockey? How are they looking for next season? Yeah, so we'll start off in September um, with hockey. Um, very exciting time. We've got some very talented hockey players currently with us and we've got um, a few joining as well. Um, So we're hoping that we're going to be running two teams. Currently we've only run one team and this is really only our second year of delivering hockey. But next year we've got probably, or in September, more fixtures than we've ever had and we're also entering the um, Avon County Tournament for the first time for hockey. Oh, nice. Excellent. So that'll be really really exciting mm. um and then netball again driving forward hopefully after christmas we will have um all our fixtures i think netball's probably been hit the most mm-hmm. um with covid we haven't had many fixtures over the past two years mm. um mm. so really looking forward to hopefully having blocks of fixtures um and potentially three teams running um which you know i'm driving for because we've certainly got the girls interest um, so hopefully we've got the positions to cover it. Um, mm. But yeah, it's looking really exciting um, moving forward. This is really positive. This is really encouraging to hear. Thanks, Julia. Um, Paul, tell me a little bit about how sport has changed and evolved over over the years. Thinking back to, well, let's jump back in time, say 70 years, back to the 50s. You know, not not suggesting, of course, that you were there at the school back then, of course. Yeah, but, I'm, um, I'm pretty old, but not that old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how different is sport at the school now uh, from the 50s to today, but also in the last few years to today? You know, how has it changed more recently as well? I think it's certainly changed. I think there was a lot more compulsory sport, you know, say 50 years ago, where 
you turned up whether you liked it or not and you played rugby for the ABCD team or whatever and you know if you didn't like it that was tough and mm-hmm. I think sport has evolved and we we trying to get pupils involved who want to play now and I think you know they're probably in some respects less teams playing but mm-hmm. the people that are there are there because they want to be there I think that's been a big change in school sport obviously the the advent of sports halls and what you call recreational sport has changed things because there are more options now for people's, you know, people's can do a lot more than mm. they could have, you know, many years ago. And, it, you know, there are a lot more choices available. So mm. you, what you offer has got to be a, a, a recent, you know, a good product, which mm-hmm. they want to be involved in. So the important thing is making the culture correct. I think mm. if you get the culture right, that they want to get involved because they want to play with their friends, et cetera, et cetera, then obviously that's the way to go. Obviously, mm. you know, we don't make rugby compulsory anymore. You know, a few mm-hmm. years ago, everyone played rugby, whether you liked it or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, things have changed. So the guys that play rugby at our school now play because they want to play rugby. Mm-hmm. And they play football because they want to play football, not because they're forced to. You know, we, we think pupils are there because they want to be there. That's a much more long-term productive thing because they'll play sport when they leave school. You know, mm-hmm. hopefully they'll leave with a positive... You know, not everyone can be a rugby player. So hmm. we have lots of games options now and the boys go climbing and all these other things, you know, and hopefully they go to gyms, et cetera, et cetera. They'll leave hopefully with a positive memories of their school sport rather than I hated all seven years standing at failing in the rain and the cold because yeah. I hated playing rugby football, you know, yeah. which yeah. 50 years ago would have been the norm and it, and it would have been man up, get on with it. You know, it'll make a man of you, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the world has changed and I think, you know, we're trying to evolve with it really. And sport, you know, when I came, it was two terms rugby and we've changed the second term football, which has been really successful. You know, the mm-hmm. boys love playing their football. No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it is a bit of a strange phenomenon where football is the national sport. And a lot of schools, particularly independent schools, don't like playing it, which seems a strange system to be in. You know, it's an historical thing where schools played rugby first term, hockey second term. And like many things, you know, like many things in life, we've always done it this way, so why change? You know, and then mm. suddenly people are going, well, actually, why? What, what do people want to do? They're, they're mm. your product, and uh, so I think a lot more schools now are, are moving on those lines of giving the pupils more options rather than the this is what we've always done. I think you, you know, lots of things in life are like that, aren't they? We do things without sometimes thinking about the the end product yeah. of yeah. what we're trying to create. So it's been, you know, it's been quite good. I think a lot of schools have changed. We offer a lot more variety now. Um, mm-hmm. Well, to try to get people involved, that's what we're all about. We want people to be healthy and, and enjoy sport, not to be, you know, looking back on their school days has been a, a miserable time. And I guess one of those opportunities to enjoy sport is Sports Day as well. Um, Julia, tell, tell us a little bit about Sports Day, how it looks at school. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm the right person to answer this one because I've only actually experienced one um, full QH sports day due to one reason or another with the development of Phelan's. Um, but my first experience definitely was it's a very big event um, where we try and get as many pupils involved as possible. Normally, in normal mm-hmm. circumstances, you would have lots of parents um, involved watching um, their sons or daughters compete. Um, and it's just mm-hmm. generally a lovely event um, that can become um, fairly competitive amongst the boys. This year with the girls, it's probably one of the first competitive um, sports days for the girls that we've had. Um, okay. So looking forward to seeing the girls perform in that. Um, but yeah, it's mm. just a lovely event that celebrates um, the school's um, sporting success. 
And Paul, tell us your experience of Sports Day uh, over over the last few years. How has it, it looked in different years? Yeah, it's, been, it's always been good. Obviously, we get, we have a big marquee. So it's a nice day for the parents to come up and uh, see all the pupils compete, which has been great. We've had some interesting weather years over that. We've never cancelled a Sports Day in my time here. We've had a few big storms and hailstones and everything else and everyone mm-hmm. running for cover and all that sort of stuff. It's all part of their spirit. We just crack on and get on with it. So uh-huh. we have been lucky and we've had some glorious sunny days and like anywhere in life, when the sun's out, you know, it all seems a bit nicer, doesn't it? But mm. uh, on the whole, we've been really pleased with the participation rates. The pupils get involved in it. They love it. And uh, they go away having their, their hot dog and their cream tea and everything else. And, uh, you know, mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a social event rather than a elite performance thing, if you like. Mm. You know, we're not into a whole school turning up to watch six people run around. We try to get everyone involved in something. We do things like tug of war and things like that to get everyone involved so they can all feel like they've done something there's no point mm. turning up and watching every people compete so we do lots of sort of team events like that which is you know worked mm. out really well so mm. it has it has changed but obviously you know for mass vast majority of pupils they enjoy doing it mm-hmm. um and, you know and it's certainly been an enjoyable day that's for sure last question for you both uh what kind of sport are you into when you're not at school either playing or watching julia i think i know what your answer <laughs> might be but paul tell us yours <laughs> Well, when I can, I try to get onto the I play on the golf course with uh, quite a few staff. We play. I, I play a lot of military golf, which tends to be left, right, left, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the <laughs> but obviously, I, I enjoy it, and we have good fun. We don't take it too seriously. So my mm-hmm. my time when I can is spent uh, these days on a golf course. I'm too old right. for uh, playing rugby these days, but oh. uh, and certainly watching. I, I enjoy watching live sport, particularly Bristol mm-hmm. Bears. Yeah. Uh, so we were disappointed last week they didn't get through the final, but that's that's life. But that's, that's how I spend my time. Julia, tell me yours. I'm going to guess netball. Am I right or am I right? Um, yeah, pre-pandemic, I would have said yes, okay. netball. Um, I also take part a lot of swimming and other activities. I do um, manage with another job to get around quite a few other sports, um, watching live sports. Um, but mm-hmm. the main one I... Um, a, probably a well-known person that is um, watching Wales play rugby. Um, I go to most mm-hmm. internationals and uh, know quite a lot of the internationals quite um, personally. So, yeah, that's a big thing that I follow. And then most of the Welsh rugby regions as well. Um, I don't really have one favourite, although my region is the Dragons. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, that takes up a bit of my time as well. Very good. Well, look, we need to bring this uh, this episode to a close. But if anyone's heard anything and they wanted to get in touch with any follow up questions, what's the best way for them to get in touch with with the school? Either obviously phone the main school number or please email into the office. More than welcome to have a chat with people. Uh, you know, that's not a problem at all. So please, if you want to have a chat about stuff we've spoken about or anything in general, please contact us at school. Simple as that. Excellent. Quite straightforward. Well, look, both of you, thank you so much for coming on to this episode of the podcast. It's been really good to hear all about sport at the school. And thank you for your time. And thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thanks, Simon. And there we go. A huge thank you to Julia and Paul for taking us into the world of sport at QEH. As Paul says, if you have any questions at all, you can just visit the school's website and you can contact them that way. The website is qehbristol.co.uk or you can email office at qehbristol.co.uk. And if you're listening to this episode and you haven't followed this podcast channel yet, then now is the time to do so. Because then when the next episode comes out, you get a small notification just to let you know that it's there. And that means you won't miss it. So go and do that now. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.